Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh And welcome to episode 32 of the Deanspiration podcast show Of course, as always, it's your brother Usman here I want to welcome you to the show and thank you so much For taking the time, the precious time out of your day To tune into the show, to take out your phone Or open up your laptop Or wherever else you're listening to this from And decide that, you know what? I want to learn something valuable today. I really do appreciate it. May Allah bless you and grant you Jannah inshallah and may you take benefit from this episode. So today's episode is about health and nutrition and well-being and fitness in Ramadan featuring two wonderful guests, two friends of mine actually, Dr. Sahira Dar and Adil Ibrahim who are also here from Glasgow in Scotland and actually run the Pure Remedy Hijama Clinic in Glasgow. Pure Remedy is actually one of the first uh, hijama clinics in Scotland and actually I have had hijama which is wet cupping done, uh, a medical procedure done to me as well from Brother Adil and of course Dr. Sahira uh, does the sisters and has actually performed hijama on my mother as well. So if you want to find out more about them that is going to be at pureremedy.co.uk uh, just to remind you, before the episode begins in a few moments, uh, this is actually the audio version of what is a video podcast. We actually sat in the studio uh, with Dr. Sahira and Brother Adil in this episode. So if you do want to go and check that out, head to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash deanspiration. Or alternatively, you can head to the show notes for this episode uh, in which you'll also find out more information about Pure Remedy, about both speakers, about what's in this episode and any other social media links and important resources, which is at deanspiration.com, which is D-E-E-N-S-P-I-R-A-T-I-O-N.com forward slash episode 32. Alright, now on to the episode. I hope you enjoy and also if you did benefit from this, one of the best ways that you can support this podcast is by leaving a five-star review, especially if you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts right now. Because reviews, comments and shares are actually a factor which helps our show reach more people, benefit more people inshallah and if you also share on social media with friends and family then inshallah you will also get part of the reward for any beneficial knowledge that people learn from this episode. In this episode we are going to cover some things like what type of foods should you be eating at suhoor, at iftar to help you last throughout the day with energy to go through those working days, those exams, uh, time at school and uni etc. What about fitness? Can you keep fit in Ramadan? What about the importance of movement in Ramadan while you're fasting as well? What about sleeplessness and all these important factors coming up in the show? It truly is value packed. So I hope you enjoy it inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. I'll speak to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. You're listening to the Deanspiration Podcast. You're on the go source of spiritual pick-me-ups, inspirational reminders and more. Featuring special guests from around the world. Don't forget to visit deanspiration.com where you'll find lots of high value, 
easy to implement tips, tricks and tools for your Dean with free downloads, video content, blogs and more. Welcome back and today we are joined by Dr. Sahir Adar and Brother Adil Ibrahim of Pure Remedy. So guys, Salaam Alaikum, welcome to the show. Alaikum How are you both doing? Ramadan is here, how's your fast going? Alhamdulillah, um, it's always testing. Uh, but I would say for myself personally, it's been uh, not so bad because I've done a bit of prep beforehand. And yourself? Yeah, great. Alhamdulillah, yeah. You're, you're quite jamming. <laughs> so for those out there who don't know what you do, explain a little bit about what it is that you do and also a bit about Pure Remedy, uh, the organisation that you guys run. Uh, so I am a, I'm a GP with a special interest in lifestyle medicine and a therapist at the Pure Remedy Hijama and Wellbeing Clinic uh, where we do primarily hijama but, but when people come to us for hijama they realize that we do talk about a lot of other ways of increasing your health and well-being and it's all about well-being and health and not so much concentrated on the disease and um, because as a gp that seems to be what you know i do more of that i talk about disease but with with our with our clinic we talk more about well-being awesome but as you uh, myself i'm a sports scientist and i do also coaching for various sports and also a therapist at Pure Remedy doing hijama therapy. And if you don't know, guys, Adil has actually done hijama on me many times before. And um, I have to say that I love what both of you are doing, the approach that you take to health and well-being. You take the sunnah approach to it as well. And we'll get onto that more in a second, inshallah. But first of all, we're talking about Ramadan today, right? Ramadan, kind of health and nutrition. It's safe to say that many people out there don't really care when it comes to Ramadan, what they eat or drink. Um, it seems like we live for iftar mm. and suhoor and in the middle it's just kind of being sluggish throughout the day. But I suppose there can be a few things that we can do in between that time in iftar or suhoor that can help us last longer, be more energized. So first of all, let's talk about the body itself, mm. right? So what actually happens to the body when we fast. Not something that a lot of people think about actually. Okay. okay. Um, so you're really testing my biology and physiology going back. So um, you're, when we eat food, it gets turned into glucose and our liver and our muscles store that for energy needs. So it, you know, say you've gone for a run or you're doing something quite generous, that glucose gets pumped into your bloodstream and it gets used for your energy needs. Mm. After about six to eight hours of not eating, those energy stores, those instant energy stores have, have been used up. Um, so after eight hours, you go into the real fasting mode. And that means that the liver then needs to start producing glucose through different ways. Um, and the fat stores are used as well. They're broken down. And when the fat stores are used, obviously you get various health benefits that we know of. One of them being losing weight if done properly. Sure. Also helps release of toxins, so decreasing inflammation in your body. So really that fasting happens after six to eight hours of your last meal when you go into that fasting mode and your liver really has to start um, using up, producing glucose and cleansing your body. Sure, sure. So you mentioned fat loss there, right? Mm -hmm. And this is what I think a lot of people think about Ramadan. Oh my God, it's my chance to lose a bit of weight. But unfortunately for many people, and I've heard, I think, a statistic in the US, up to, I think, 60% of Muslims actually put on a bit of weight mm. in Ramadan, which is understandable when we have such delicious choice of foods, mm. fried foods, pagori, small seeds, mm. etc. Mm. So I think my next question is, why is it, aside from just the weight, why is it so important to be conscious of your health 
in, in Ramadan, uh, your, your diet in particular? I think fasting is, uh, call it intermittent fasting, has become very popular, very mm. fashionable mm. Um, within uh, the non-Muslim community as well as the Muslims. So right all over the world it's become very famous and a lot of clinical uh, nutritionists and uh, doctors uh, are now writing and blogging uh, about uh, fasting and the benefits of fasting, which obviously uh, Dr. Cyrus mentioned. Um, and a lot of people that are into kind of you know body conscious and bodybuilding, weightlifting, people are going to the gym uh, are also using fasting to you know improve their uh, human growth hormone, help with muscle strength mm-hmm. and muscle growth. Uh, so these are all a lot of benefits that now people are catching up with. And but the thing about fasting is, and, and there's many methods. It's like the five to two. There's the sixteen to eight, which is about six, you know, kind of sixteen hours you fast average, um, and eight hours window to That's eat. Intermittent fasting. Yes, yeah, intermittent mm-hmm. fast. Intermittent fast is many types. We're obviously always doing it because we do the the five to two. The, you know, the Mondays and Thursdays. Sure. Um, then you've got obviously the you know the three white nights, which uh, mm-hmm. is middle of the month, but in according to lunar calendar, and then you've got obviously Ramadan as well as other months where we do fasting. Um, and average is about sort of sixteen to eighteen hours generally, but obviously in summer months it can go up to twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the the thing about the the fasting is one of the things we always talk about is that when it comes to the eating. You try to kind of go between 500 to 700 calories. Unfortunately, what happens with some of our uh, community or some cultural sort of um, uh, you know, things that happen is that we end up going for a thousand, two thousand, okay. uh, possibly even three thousand calories. So, do you mean five to seven hundred in total per person? Yeah. So that's kind of to to reap the benefits of fasting. Okay. Uh, you so know, in you between iftar to, and suhoor, right? Yeah. yeah so mm. iftar and suhoor, so including that that window. Um, is that you know not to go above the thousand uh, mark calorie because you are fasting. You're, you're what you're doing is you're taking a break from eating and drinking. Mm-hmm. You're not starving yourself. Mm-hmm. So people have got this concept of um, you know as if we're going to starve or generally people who don't know about fasting they think oh you're starving yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not starving your body at all. You're just taking a break from eating and drinking. Sure. And it's actually when you when you fast the way we fast, it preserves your muscle mass, so you're not breaking down muscle. Mm. Uh, so when you're doing fasting the right way, even with the long fast that we're doing, your body never goes into starvation mode, so muscle mass is never broken down. That's interesting because for a lot of guys, especially myself, mm. and I'm sure you can relate, is that yeah. losing our precious muscle gains that you've worked so hard for in Ramadan. Mm-hmm. So interesting, you're saying that to benefit from the fast, there's a window of ideal amount of calories but for some people that's one pizza and that's it and they've got Mm. more to come on as well sorry go for it Um, just talking about the number of calories when they've done a research into intermittent fasting they've used mice obviously to sort of do these sort of tests and they found that giving these three mice the same number of calories but with a specific time frame the, the, the mice that only ate within say eight hours the same number of calories had the were the sort of fittest and least, you know, had the lowest weight. Okay. Whereas the, the mouse that was able to graze for the 24 hours, same number of calories, was obese. Oh, wow. So it shows us from that that even if you mm. eat whatever you normally eat within that frame of iftar and suhoor, 
you should still be actually able to lose weight even if you were consuming the same number of calories right okay and so it's the timing's important as well mm-hmm. of, of course i'm conscious of the fact that our bodies are more receptive to certain foods at certain times or after certain situations for example exercise so let's dive into that now can we have some examples of let's let's break it up into sohor and iftar i'm sure they're different because one mm-hmm. is to last an entire day of fasting and one is to replenish what you've mm-hmm. kind of not had mm-hmm. so examples of healthy sohor meals what should we be putting on our plate in terms of the macronutrients and how much mm-hmm. of each mm-hmm. um i'll give you an example of what we normally have uh, just to sort of give us start us off porridge i think is a really great grain it's a whole foods it's slow release and that's really the key. It's about having complex carbohydrates in your suhoor mm. that are going to last you over the, the 18 hours, whatever it is you're fasting. So make sure whatever you're eating in your suhoor has complex carbohydrates in it to okay. sustain that energy. So things like porridge, um, wholemeal bread, these things should be kind of the staple. Um, protein, again, for the slow-release energy, whether that's eggs, nuts, uh, good fats, cheese is really good. Again, these are things that will re- release energy slowly and mm. make you feel fuller for longer. So okay. a, a good balance would be, say, porridge with banana for the fibre and some nuts and seeds for more protein and more nutrients and then scrambled egg with, with mushrooms and spinach in it. Again, very wholesome, gives Sounds you amazing. all the nutrients, <laughs> gives you your protein, your mm. good fats and your complex carbohydrates. Are there any go-tos? So... It's not easy to answer um, because every single person is different um, and even the season has uh, an effect. So, for example, we're right now in spring, right. um, so eating in season, uh, depending on the weather, uh, depending on yourself, uh, depending also when <coughs> you're fasting and what your activity is for that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so somebody who's, you know, doing kind of labour, mm-hmm. intensive work, so Dr. Sire mentions brilliant. Uh, somebody who's kind of um, you know working in the office, and not got much movement. Mm. Uh, so you have to adjust according to what you know who you are and what you're doing and the Makes season sense. that you're in. Because mm. obviously, if it's in summertime and it's kind of now the, the weather's picking up, you want to make sure that the first thing you've got is fluids. So get as much fluid within your system. Uh, so one of the the things that I love doing is getting. Um, room temperature water, not too cold, and just uh, half a lemon squeezed in. So that gives you vitamin C uh, and allows your body to cool down. Um, and vitamin C is very important um, for mm. your body, you know. Um, so this is a good way to get that in. Uh, so there's fluid, then also getting slow releasing sugars, uh, like dates or um, figs, um, uh, but not too obviously heavy, because Again, so depending what are you going to do, are you going to, you have this sort of kind of method of crashing in as much, squeezing as much as we can in those last minutes. You yeah. just want to spread that a little bit. Um, eggs is really good as well. We've got a good source of protein uh, as well as fats. So whether it's an omelette, uh, whether it's a boiled egg, depending on what you like and how you uh, like to have your eggs. Um, and also on top of that is making sure that you're looking at, um, uh, you know, looking at, listen to yourself. What does your body really need? Um, you know, if you're really thirsty, you've, you've, you know, you get easily dehydrated, especially if you're a coffee drinker. Uh, so you want to make sure that you're kind of more looking at fluids. 
um, or if you're somebody who can get easily you know, get a lot of headaches because of not at mm. the right time, you've got to make sure that you've got your good sugars in. Mm. Um, so, so it takes a bit of experimentation. Yeah, really. you've got to mm. you've got to know your body, and this is where again you've got to do the prep beforehand. Yeah. You must do that prep beforehand and plan what you're going to have for that day. Don't just think I'll just ad hoc um, make something up because yeah. one it'll stress you out and yeah. you stress everybody else out around you. Mm. Um, and too much time and effort. Yeah, way too much. You want to kind of plan. And think, okay, for this week, what am I going to have? Mm. And for next week, what am I going to have? And have these all these meals kind of prepped and ready. And this is becoming a big, again, a fashionable thing where you've got these companies that now prep the food and meals for sure. you. I think on that, my, my, the key message would be keep it simple. So okay. prep, 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 yeah. but keep it simple. Mm. And there's no, nothing wrong with having two staple suhoor meals that, you, that are your repeat. go-to and mm. just repeat you know, one after the other. I have a couple of those and it's like you said if you wake up a bit late as well mm-hmm. and didn't get time to prep you want to have something you can put together in 5-10 minutes. Easy. It has to be easy. Um, it has yeah. to be easy. So in general of course you said there's a bit of customization mm-hmm. based on your energy expenditure for the day. Mm-hmm. Are there any kind of absolute no-nos that everyone should be avoiding in um, suhoor? Sorry, I'll go first. I did a workshop recently for some young people and I asked them, what what are you having for suhoor? And I wanted them to be honest. And one kid put their hand up and said, I have Nutella toast. And that's, I said, that's fine. Upscale it. Keep it simple and upscale it. What could you do to make that better? Mm. So I think, you know, it's all great for us to sit here and go, yeah, have your porridge with your nuts and your seeds. And some people may just not be used to that at all. Um, and if we've already into Ramadan and that's not your thing, that's fine. What are you already eating? How can you make it better? Right. So okay. that so that you know that Nutella toast. Make sure it's wholemeal bread you've got. Right. Simple change. Number two, put some bananas on it. Put some seeds on it. Simple, just additions that can really upscale it. Make sure it gives you a bit more a uh, more cap- complex carbohydrates to keep you going. Sure. Um, no fuzzy drinks. No fizzy drinks. No fizzy drinks. No, no. item brew. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it came in a movie and it's very famous. It's nothing to be proud of. Okay. You won't have that in uh, for so definite. That's the oh, one that you would avoid. So something as an alternative. So you tell somebody no, not to have this. And uh, so what do I have? So you, we have some diluting juice, which doesn't have any aspartame or anything in it. So mm. it was something that's organic. Um, and obviously, like I said to you, lemon water or herbal teas. You know, if you can get it, so many flavors out there, there's so many types of herbal teas out there. You're, you know, you're spoiled for choice. So you can't just turn around and say, well, I don't like green tea. There's many other teas that you can try and, mm. and see what, what, you know, what you like. Um, also, no red meat um, at that time uh, because it takes, you know, it can take up to, depending on the cut and how it's cooked, uh, it can last in your body for even up to two to three days. Oh, wow. uh, so that's going to cause a lot of problems like heartburn and all sorts of issues. Um, so avoid uh, heavy meats like red meat. Sure. Salt, salty things as well, yeah. especially at Zuhur. Because yeah. you want to hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Of course, it makes you thirsty. And salty things and caffeine, so your teas and coffee. Mm. Try and cut back on that because that's just going to flush out all that water that yeah. you, you... I was taking. contemplating, so I'm, I'm a coffee drinker, right? Mm. And I find it hard to not have that first cup of coffee in the morning yeah. and I was contemplating you get these slow release tablets nowadays that kind of slowly over the day would that Give be rec- caffeine. yeah is that is that clever or <laughs> is that release caffeine tablets <laughs> yeah. mm. trying to be smart here guys yeah. okay pharmacy you know, yeah. sponsored, sponsored. <laughs> very quickly iftar 
Is it different? How should it be different? What's the mindset we should have at iftar time? Can I just mention also uh, one thing that's very key right now is very important as because you're mentioning what not to have um, is it's very important how we also cook the food and how we have fluids and um, uh, you know that it's going all around the news about plastics uh, mm. so try to avoid if you can um, uh, you know cooking any sort of form of plastic or drinking from plastics as much as possible. Um, it's something I think it's also now it's an initiative taking place down in England with Moss that is trying to get rid of mm. I've seen a lot of use of plastics. Um, so environmental, but also for yourself because these are microplastics. This is proven. It's not like some sort of hocus pocus or some mm. theory. Yeah. This is companies have actually done research, and the microplastics will go into your body and mm. will cause all sorts of uh, issues in regards to your immune system and everything else. So this is something to try and reduce mm. or avoid if you can. Um, number in regards to iftar, I would say that um, we again have. I don't know if I can use Punjabi. Let's. I'll, I'll put a translation. <laughs> so go ahead. We've got Subtitle. I've uh, got uh, like a bookie type mentality. You know, <laughs> as if like you've like you're been starved. You know, like a bookie. You're like as if you've never ate before. Sure. You know, as if we've not ate for five days, and all of a sudden we go like it's like a carnage. Um, we annihilate. That's that's the mentality. It's very aggressive. So mm. when you when you approach the the, the food, uh, and as is an interesting one. Uh, 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 Usman is that if you look at the example of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam this is my calculation this is not 100% accurate so if you looked at how many days in a year the Prophet fasted so. it's about 180 days approximately Okay, and that's nearly half a year mm. and when the Prophet did fast how did he open the fast how did he break the fast the main, most important thing your body needs is again is water mm. fluid then he had dates if it was available and these are the things you've got to look at is look at our example. And I'm not saying go to that extreme. You don't have to go to that, you know, start, that's what was available for the person at that time. Mm-hmm. If you've got something that's available and then eat it. Uh, you know, I'm not saying to you know, to deprive yourself or punish yourself. Mm-hmm. But you've got to look at the best of examples and kind of get as close to that as possible. Um, so again, I would open with the fruits. Take it easy, you know, and, and when it's really hot, maybe have watermelon. Um, so fruits that have kind of got both are obviously you can have as a, as a food as well as it has plenty of water and nutrition and minerals mm. inside. So that's the, that's how I would open my fast. Uh, in regards to the meal, uh, not to put pressure on your family, uh, maybe you should, you know, or, or we should as, 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 as men as well as women, uh, prep and uh, cook our meals and see what you what you would like to have that day. So again, like I said, I would have a good source of protein, um, have some mixture of carbs, always have that mixture. I would say that your plate should look like a rainbow, mm. different mm. colours. If you've not got different colours... That doesn't mean like ketchup no. and barbecue sauce <laughs> and sesame. Skittles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, bro, I'll, look, I'll make it look like a rainbow. Um, that's what they say, eat the rainbow, it's the same Skittles. Yeah, yeah that's it. So different colours, vegetables, vegetables, salads. Okay. You know, have a good don't mix. Yes, yeah, so I don't want to go across, like you said, like, don't eat this and don't... Make your, you know what you like and you know what your palate's like. So you've mm. got to make sure you've got a good mixture. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I would always advise. But keep it light because you're going to pray mm. pretty soon. Yeah. And we all know the infamous masjid burps. 
and gas release that happens yeah, during family prayers, unfortunately. One of the things we've forgotten that comes from our tradition is, is that you've alluded to that whole um, etiquettes of eating and the respect that we give to food. Mm. And my, one of my boys mentioned something about Japanese culture and their strict rules and regulations around eating. And, and I, I said to him, well, actually, we have it in our tradition as well. My uncle Zari's got a whole book on eating, you know, a whole chapter in his work on eating and how to eat. Mm. So there is very much in that tradition that aspect of respecting the food, respecting our bodies and being grateful for that. Not wasting it, etc. Exactly, not wasting mm. it, being mindful of eating. So, uh, you know, our physical health and our spiritual health are, are interconnected. Sure. So we get, you know, depending on how we eat will affect us as well. Mm. So be very mindful of what you're eating, enjoy your food, savour it, chew it, take your time and all these things will actually add to the baraka and the health value of the food that mm. you're going to eat. Mm. Thank you very much. And that was incredibly insightful. But now let's talk about fitness. Okay. Lots of fitness buffs out there, fitness conscious people, which is amazing. And in Ramadan, do you know, I've seen both extremes, right? I've seen those just like, do you know what? All month, forget it. It's Ramadan, taking a break. I'm doing what I want. And I've seen those who unfortunately don't fast because their fitness is more important to them. Okay. So let's have obviously that balanced approach. Mm. Is it okay to maintain a, a regime in Ramadan? Should we have one? And if so, what should that look like? I'll let Adil answer that. And by the way, apparently there's the, there's the one o'clock gym club. Oh. 1 a.m. gym club. Maybe you can there's tell us about Quite that. a few, I think, <laughs> uh, gym clubs and all sorts cycling clubs uh, going in. I think, look, uh, you've got to commend people who are, you know, are actually still maintaining uh, and doing exercise and got a routine. Um, you know, it's, it's a brilliant achievement. But again, you've got to look at priorities. That's what you're saying. What's the priority here? Mm. You know, we've got Ramadan that comes once uh, a year. Mm. Um, you don't know if you're going to be uh, alive till the next Ramadan. So you want to take sure. full advantage of that time. It's a spiritual uh, you know, kind of blessing that we've got. Uh, it's the way to boost your spirituality. Um, but also what you eat and your activity helps spirituality. There's no doubt about that. You don't want to be sitting about doing nothing. The worst thing you can do when you're fasting is just sitting and waiting. You know, that's just, that's, you're going to annoy yourself. You're going to annoy everybody else around you. So having movement, I would come back to the basics is making sure that you've got some movement mm. in Ramadan is very important. So forget the word exercise. Movement is, is crucial for all ages, uh, for everyone, young, old, male, female, doesn't matter. You should move during Ramadan. Now, especially after, for example, when you're uh, just broken uh, your fast uh, for iftar time, you've just ate, go for a walk, a really mm. quick walk. You know, it doesn't have to be that long. It could be even five, ten minutes whether it's around the block, obviously weather dependent. Even in my house, sometimes I would walk around in a circle in the room just to get movement, right. get the digestion movement. So reaching for the remote control is not enough. <laughs> no, that's no. not enough. That's not enough. No. Uh, you okay. have to stand up and actually move your legs. Okay. Nowadays, so, you can just talk to Alexa and she'll do it for you. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll I, I was, Alexa. I, I forgot her name yesterday and I was like, Elsa, put the light on. Elsa. <laughs> I'll wait for uh, Jamila to come as well, you know, maybe it might be uh, another version. Jamila, when's the star today? And then Azan goes on. So, so, there are some people, though, that, that do a lot of fitness and exercise. You know, they, they have a fitness regime and they don't want to, like, say, 
lose that yeah mm. you know all this lovely big muscle contours that they've developed <laughs> um and because they know their body and they they ha- they're used to high intensity exercise they can still you know in a safe yeah. way carry on and if that you're mm. part, you know one of those people one of the few people then that's absolutely fine but just make sure you're getting your nutrients you're getting your complex, complex carbohydrates you're getting your hydration mm. and don't put yourself at risk of getting ill right but the general population will not be in that in that category mm. uh, and then going back to our deal thing movement is so so important because it actually will help you with your energy levels it'll help students that are studying it'll help you with focus okay uh, and concentration mm. For example, I was working uh, the full day yesterday and by two o'clock I had a headache. I knew I had to get out and so I went for a walk um, and I used it as an excuse to walk to this lo- the local mosque, walk to the mosque, pray, read about Grant and I came back and I felt refreshed. I'm so by enough. two o'clock I could not handle another telephone consultation mm. but came back after 45 minutes and I was refreshed and ready to go for the rest yeah. of the day. So walking, getting fresh air is really important and add that to your normal daily routine. Sure. And secondly, stretching as a, as a form of exercise. Uh, we don't give it enough worth. Stretching, if you do yoga, great, carry on doing your yoga. We just be a bit more gentle with it. But just a daily stretching regime is really important. Get up, stretch, um, follow a YouTube video if you have to, mm. get moving. I think if, if there's anything, I always talk about this in, uh, for all the patients coming for hijama, and especially the younger ones who come in and predominantly they obviously I deal with the males and um, so I touched upon about yoga is seen, seen as like a kind of feminine obviously it's changing now sure. uh, but slowly and surely yeah. um, but again I, you know, I said to him look if there's anything I can change going past going back if I was younger is one doing yoga and two is drinking herbal teas it's mm. two big changes I would make uh, so yoga is really important um, and you can do that at any time pretty much to the day that you know you're awake and yoga doesn't um, have to be a spiritual thing right i think there's no, a no, misconception no, no. there that it's, it's not religious yeah it's no, not it doesn't have to be so it's in fact we do that in our when we're doing our prayers we're doing movements that are similar to that that's what we're kind of doing um now the idea of yoga is doing the stretching coupled with breathing it's the right kind of breathing which okay. really makes it more powerful mm-hmm. uh, so it helps with your relaxation toning strength digestion Oh, that stiffness that you get, myself, that no? stiffness, and that's what I said. It's about movement. Mm. Now, the other thing that's important is that the ones who are in a, a routine, and you're talking about in a kind of one o'clock gym club or whatever time it is, uh, we had a, a group of uh, young people that we were training, and we did it just before iftar time because they felt that was the best for them. Mm. Uh, because you know, obviously you're going to naturally get maybe a bit dehydrated because of playing you know, football and cricket. Mm. Uh, so we'll do it just before iftar. Some people prefer to do it in the morning because that's when they feel they've got the most energy. energy. Mm. Uh, some people do it mm. after, obviously uh, after they've broken iftar and about two, three hours later. Um, and hopefully they've read their Isha and Ravi because that's <laughs> the, yeah, <laughs> that's the most yeah. <laughs> important is that you've got to be doing your prayers. Mm. Um, that's the number one. Uh, you know, that doesn't take precedence. So the, in, it doesn't matter what time you generally do, as long as your body, you know your body and you've been in the routine before. Somebody who's not done exercise uh, prior to Ramadan should not start Ramadan. Sure. That's, yeah. that's, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they can do is walking, yoga, they can start that, it's not a problem. And in fact, there's studies that have been done, it's, it's proven scientific research of that, on an empty stomach, 
if you walk for about 45 minutes, uh, approximately to an hour, it helps cut into your fat stores and it sure. helps uh, your weight. So depending what do you want to gain on top of the spirituality, if you want to have weight loss, what is it you want, then you have to kind of adjust according to that sure. and add those routines in. Uh, mm. But walking is, is, is very important. I think we've got another thing as well, especially within the South Asian community is, again, is another Punjabi Allergic. word coming. Is that Otanda Bar is barish area, we can't go outside. Mm. And I was guilty of that as well. I'm not just saying as if mm. I'm you know, some superhero, I'm going out in all weathers. But it's something that you have to then adjust your clothing and go out and walk. Mm. Uh, it doesn't matter what the weather is, especially now it's picking up. Uh, it's not as bad as winter. Mm. So we should be having that movement. I cannot emphasize that enough. Excellent. Guys, thank you so much thus far. A quick break now, inshallah, but when we come back, we're talking more about Ramadan, in particular sleep routines and how that can help us with fasting and also a fun rapid fire round of questions. Don't go anywhere. Time for a quick break now to cover the podcast review of the week. This week's review comes from Sister Hoda from the Netherlands, who says amazing podcasts giving you a real Iman boost in the Western world. We all tend to be so hard on ourselves, not doing things in the correct way, or maybe not doing enough worship, etc. These podcasts shows us the other side. I honestly love listening to them every moment of the day. May Allah reward you and all the speakers. Thank you, Sister Hoda. May Allah bless you too. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast by typing in Deanspiration on your favourite podcast app and hitting that subscribe button. Don't forget to leave a 5 star review, which inshallah we will also shout out on this show and give you a mention. This really helps our podcast to grow and for this beneficial knowledge to reach more people. Now back to the show. Assalamu alaikum, welcome back. We are talking about health, fitness and Ramadan with Dr. Sahid Adar and Brother Adil Ibrahim. So guys, now let's talk about sleep because sleeplessness is something which I think a lot of us experience in Ramadan, mm. depending on which country you're in, depending on when you go to bed. Especially now that a lot of students have got exams mm. in Ramadan and they're suffering. So what advice can you give with regards to that? Um, is there a, a technique that we can implement when it comes to sleep, should we be conscious of certain factors? Uh, what can you advise on that, Shalom? Okay. There, there's so much research on sleep at the moment. It's a hot, hot topic, and there seems to be more and more information around sleep coming out. But let's, again, like anything like diet, let's keep it simple. Um, it's about getting the right number of hours, mm. and it's about getting the right quality of sleep, which is really important. So first of all, the right number of hours. It, it, well, in Ramadan, the only way to do that is if your sleep is broken in either two parts or short naps through the day. Mm. And actually there's some studies that show that that biphasic pattern of sleep or the polyphasic where you have lots of short naps is much better for your health. Mm. And in certain cultures and countries, it's the norm to have the siesta. You know, in the afternoon, everyone goes to sleep. Sure, sure. So that's a biphasic sleep pattern where you get really early and then have another a kind of longer nap in the afternoon. And in Ramadan, it works perfectly for us. So, you know, before uh, from your fudger, you need to get up for work maybe you get five six hours and then come home 
you know, from school or uni or work and then have, you know, a, another couple of hours. Yeah, mm. not even a wee nap. If you're getting five hours, maybe even two hours or two and a half hours mm. to try and get between six and eight hours sleep. Sure. And that will really help focus you, give you concentration, boost your energy levels, make you feel refreshed for the evening. Sure. And your tarawi and all these things. So get the right number of hours. Mm. Uh, and the key is, I think, just to make it consistent and regular. So mm. make it roughly the same time. Um, and there's roughly the same kind of nap time. That's really important. So don't go three days without sleeping and then, you know, fourth night you're knackered and you sleep for Your six body hours. Clock and that's gets messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So this is about getting into a new rhythm. Sure. I think for myself is that it depends on what, again, to come back to setting rules go out the window, Namadan. Um, it depends on what you're doing, what's your job, your student, um, mm. you know, your father, your mother, what's going on with your children. Uh, so there's a certain routines that you can obviously break and certain things you have to adjust. So obviously one of the things that people will be adjusting is their um, Sahur time, obviously, what one are they following. So you have to obviously make that decision before Ramadan mm-hmm. and look at what's the best for you. And that will obviously help in regards to your sleep. Uh, you know, are you going for the 133, are you going for the 250, what one are you going for? Um, so that helps uh, in, again, planning and just you know, making sure you're aware of that. Mm. Uh, also, um, just again, we're talking about this even off camera, is that people don't um, know their own body. They try to look at other people's routines. You've got social media, it's kind of all sorts of options out there. But look at, so you've got to understand your own body. You've got to know your own body. Try to Try to get to know yourself. Uh, it's not, it's, it's sometimes it seems there sounds a wee bit kind of like hairy fairy, but it's not, it's not that difficult that mm. uh, you know your own tastes. Uh, it's not that difficult to find out, you know, when you're, what's your trigger points, you know, what stresses you out, what mm. relieves you. Uh, generally, when do you get tired or, you know, when do you feel energetic? So that's what I would say to look at is look at yourself. Don't try to always follow somebody else's routine, mm. follow your routine, mm. what's best for but you. But keep it a routine. Yeah, and basically if you feel tired and you feel like getting a wee power nap, get a power nap, get it in there. Uh, don't force yourself or drag yourself because one, you know, it can be not good for your health and dangerous as well, especially if you're driving. If you're a lorry driver, or, you know, you're, you're, you're sure. doing a lot of driving in your mm. job, you're a taxi driver, or you, safety's kind of paramount. Uh, so give your body that break when it needs it. And of and course, you know that actually, if you do sleep with that intention of being able to worship more, Absolutely. it becomes in itself an act of worship, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Amazing. Listen, thank you so much. It's been wonderful, very insightful, and I hope that inshallah Ramadan for both of you is incredible and very blessed and a healthy one. Uh, but now time for a bit of fun. Rapid fire round of questions. <laughs> Everyone Let has me to prepare go for this. <laughs> Simple answers, okay. quick, snappy, to the point. Remember Don't take too much. To okay, okay, that's fine. So we're going to start off very, very easily. Okay. No, Number so one. He's, he's asking us both at the same time. Oh, okay, sorry. Yes. Okay. So first of all, what is your favourite name of Allah? Ar-Rahman. Ar-Rahim. And only because yesterday we were doing the ninety names of Allah with the kids, and that's the one we were talking about. Okay. So it's the first one that came. Sure. Yeah. Do you have a favourite surah in the Quran? Surah Nisa. Surah Khlas. Simple. Yeah, simple. Makkah or Medina? Medina. Medina. What is your favourite thing to have for iftar in Ramadan? <laughs> Disclaimer. Just say, no, 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 just, just say it, just say it. Chips. There you go. 
I stuck with a lot of chips. I stuck with a lot. After all that. <laughs> yes. Potato <laughs> chips. Okay, that's that's healthier ish. <laughs> uh, dilutants. I love dilutants in green tea. Okay, awesome. Speaking of which, coffee or tea? Coffee. Tea. Tea, man. Okay. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Chips. <laughs> Yourself. Chicken. Chicken. <laughs> okay. Which words are you guilty of saying the most? Hannah. <laughs> Come here. Okay, for the kids. Okay. Two words. Complete the sentence. The one thing that I can't live without is. Don't say chips. I was going to say my husband. Or. Or. <laughs> Family. Family. Do you have a hidden talent? I'm quite artistic. Sure. Yourself? Can you that? Yeah. I can. Is it so hidden you can't? No, I can, I can, I can sense what people are feeling and something's even before they do. Wow. Oh, that's that's a bit freaky, actually. Yeah, superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> if you could be an animal for a day, what would it be? Cheetah. A cheetah. Mm. Okay. A whale. A whale. Okay. Just loan. You can just get away just, and okay. you can come up for. Sure. Yeah, that's your thing. It's laid back and just sure. Hidden. Hidden. <laughs> Very uh, important one here. Which would you rather be caught with your foot in the sink or be caught with your phone going off in the masjid during prayer with an embarrassing ringtone? Foot in the sink. Foot in the sink, man. Yeah. yeah Foot in the sink, yeah. Less pressure. Yeah, One yeah. person, two people maybe, not the whole <laughs> yeah, congregation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I've been there, done that. <laughs> if somebody was to buy you the perfect Eid gift, what would it be? No money, expense, spared type of thing. Just whatever you'd like. It would be a week's trip to a resort, a, a, a yoga resort in Bali by myself. By yourself? <laughs> Keep that in mind, husband. <laughs> yes. Uh, holiday is obviously number one, but if it was more kind of uh, like uh, uh, not as called practical, honey, honey, okay, yeah, any particular type of honey, cedar honey, acacia honey, all types of honey, honey is amazing. Okay, now let's get a bit more serious here. What is the best advice you've ever received? Yeah, for me, it would be that everyone is doing the best they can with the resources that they have, mm. and that's a really forgiving piece of advice and sure. it's been quite powerful for me actually amazing my mom used to always say my mom used to always say look at um, people that have got like worldly things like you know like finances and stuff don't try and look who's got more than you mm. but when it comes to like uh, like grades or education always try to reach mm. for the best mm. uh, so that was one that, um, that stuck mm. with me for well. and what's the best advice you have for others uh, I would give that advice just there. Um, I always get said exactly to my, I think you have to pass that on because if you believe in that. Um, mm. So for me, I always say to the kids, when it comes to uh, certain things, always try to do your best, always achieve for the best. But other things, where people have got like worldly things or toys or whatever, um, you know, don't try to get that. That's not something to look, look mm. at and try and mm. achieve for. Uh, be happy and content with what you've got. Mm. Yourself. Always take time out to self-reflect on yourself, your actions, um, and make time for your spirituality. 
Another one that came to me was something we mentioned before. Always be yourself. Sure. Unless you're Batman, <laughs> then be Batman. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. So what's the number one thing that you want to be remembered for? I would like to be remembered for my service to others. Awesome. I think in reviving the sunnah, that's what one of the reasons we got into obviously hijama and doing pure remedy was just reviving that sunnah. Amazing. And lastly, who is it that inspires you the most? Apart from me, obviously. You first. <laughs> so, as you're talking about who inspires you as in a local level or you're international level, in general, anybody? In, gen in, general. in life. Um, I'm going through the life uh, and the seerah of the Prophet and uh, <clears throat> there's so many examples but one of the ones I was looking at was uh, Salman Farsi he was an uh, yes, amazing sure. amazing story you've got to read on a, read a story and listen to his story mm. it's, uh, it's phenomenal um, so the Sahaba around Prophet definitely. Uh, for myself it's um, everyday role models that to me epitomize things we learn from the Sira and from the companions and these mm. everyday people in our lives embody those characteristics mm. in the society that we live in because we always kind of feel like oh no our world's different our society's different we can't be like them but there are people in our lives mm. that embody those characteristics so I mean I, I, to name a few our teachers for so Sheikh Amr Sheikh Razwan to me are just you know, Amazing, Michelle. Awesome. Um, and also, uh, there are everyday role models. Um, recently, one of my role models passed away, Auntie Nilofer. Oh. Uh, and she, mm. and I, I, you know, I remember when I was at uni and hearing that she was this, you know, she was a, a doctor and she was doing nurses at home and she mm. was this amazing community leader. I remember thinking, oh, I'd love to be like her. So there's people like that in our everyday lives that sure, just epitomize sure. those characteristics of the Prophet and the companions and in this society. So those are my inspirations. Amazing. May bless them and bless both of you too. Thank you yeah, so right. much. Once again, I hope you have an incredible Ramadan. Exactly. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget that for more information, you can go to deinspiration.com forward slash episode 32 and also listen to the audio version of these podcasts on your smartphone, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud and so on. The information is going to be down below. Thank you so much for joining me and have an amazing Ramadan insha'Allah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel to be notified of all future videos.